I forgot what I was saying. I had a good point. Oh, I wanted to apologize. For what? Because I made a comment, and I think I apolog- you made me apologize afterwards about oh, homeschooling. About <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I sounded like such a jerk. Nah, it was dude. hard to listen to. Like, I was like, ooh. I mean, I don't think I meant it quite the way it sounded. Yeah. But it sounded horrible. Well, I think my response was a lot worse than your actual comment, dude. Like, I was on you pretty hard for that. You don't, you don't gotta apologize. You sounded offended. And I would have been if I were you, too. Yeah. It's actually very hard to offend me, though. Like, I, I get triggered by shit because I'm just part of a generation that gets triggered and has to let people know how I feel. But, uh, no, it takes, like, I trust me, you don't think I know every single stigma about being homeschooled? Dude? Well, <laughs> like, and I think what I was trying to say would have made sense if I had said it completely different. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. You know, without, yeah. it just sounded like, an, like I was being a dick. That, but that's the tagline for this entire podcast is this would have made sense if I would have worded it better. That's like, true. I think about half of the things I try to explain and in my head, it's beautifully like written out and it's like poetic almost. And then I say it and as I'm editing it, I'm like, wow, dude, way to make absolutely zero sense. And so, see, I, I, when I do that, I'm okay with it. But I was like, I just sounded so judgmental and mean. I was like, wow, that's all right. I was rubbing off on you a little bit. That's usually my yeah. that's usually my go to is I judgmental and mean. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I apologize <laughs> to you and all everybody yeah. else. We did it, homeschoolers. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to summer break. There's someone's gonna Oh, have you ever caught a glimpse of your silhouette and just been really disappointed? No. No? Huh. It must just be me. There's certain times like like you know, you go through fluctuations in life and sometimes you put on a lot of weight, sometimes you you know, you're just swelled or svelt or whatever yeah. it's called. But uh no, this is one of those times where I've been, and I think it's the pregnancy thing. It's that China, like, and I are one at this point, and she gets to actually have the baby inside of her. But me, I just do like all the eating, like the stress eating, and the and all that shit. She's like, I look so fat. I'm like, you look at me. I'm like, I don't even have an excuse at this point. So it's gonna be good when this this kid is born. We're it's like the, a week. We're like a week away from. It yeah, it's the energy. The energy yeah. in the house is is eat is preparing yeah <laughs> but it's it's just like you get in that mode where it's like shit i got a lot of work to do and so you don't even worry about like going for walks or even like hopping in the uh, oculus or whatever and doing a workout or something like that but like legitimately i caught sight of my silhouette the other day and i was like oh good god no like this isn't <laughs> this isn't the way it should be dude and so now i'm god i really wish i could find a treadmill out here for cheap it's hard to get treadmills to alaska i got a rower that I spent like 500 bucks on, which is good, but I can't do a rower. For you have a, like a floor right here with the nice carpeting. You could just do like planks and well, sit ups. Like China, up. like, look at all the weights over here. Like China has taken over the studio. Yeah. You don't need a treadmill. Just use some of this stuff. I put treadmill is my go-to. I like treadmills. And maybe this is life testing you and trying to show you there's a different way. Well, life can suck a fat one, man. Cause I want a treadmill. I, I can do weight training. I don't well, like a, weight training According to, to you and your silhouette, Life has produced a fat one.
Um, I guess we should stop meandering on. Welcome back to TFT Summer Break. We are in week five. Feels like week five. It feels like a week five. I know we just talked about not having my son yet, and my son is technically born a month before summer break begins. But don't get stuck in that that time loop. And yeah, I didn't turn off the heater because it's almost summer and I feel like the heater shouldn't kick on, but we're gonna find out if it does. It sounds like it's tickling. It's tickling right now. It's like, am I gonna go on? Am yeah, I not? It's thinking about it. Well, if it starts, I'll stand up and I'll go turn it off. But for the time being, we'll let it slide. I just thought it was in my head for a second. It might be. Well, it is because the mic is picking it up. But I don't know if our listeners can hear. So let us know if you hear that heater by going to the social medias at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram and Facebook at TFT Paranormal on TikTok. And if you have a spooky story of your own that you'd like to share with the pod, go ahead and send it into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. It's a lot easier for us to keep track of those emails if it's uh, nice and tidy. So yeah. we ask people to send their stories to the emails. Yeah. So what are we? What are we talking about? We got the social out of the way. We got all that stuff out of the way early, so we can dive right into this episode. Christian, why don't you take it away for us? We're talking about a a group of books that we're going to focus on one book, but this is a group of books called the Palm. Yeah. <laughs> you were going a little, you were a little too smooth there. So I had to, you know, just <laughs> I take back my, any apology I ever gave you canceled the Palmdale files, nice. what we're talking about. And why is this, why is this relevant to us individually? I think originally the reason I found this was because I was looking up something for the podcast about the city of Palmdale in California that we both hold near and dear. I was born in that city. Yeah, I was not, but I lived there a good portion of my life. Come to find out it has nothing to do with the town of Palmdale. That's usually the way it works, huh? Yes. Classic stuff. So it's actually, the books are written by Harold Anderson and Tom Lyons, and as the story goes, it's mainly Harold Anderson telling the story to Tom Lyons, who's also a pretty famous writer in the big book community, I think. Yeah, I don't know how famous he is, but he's got a lot of books. Yeah. He's like one of those people that this is volume six of Bigfoot attacks dolphins yeah. at sea. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. And that's what this is kind of the feeling on some of these books. Mm. They're really short. You can read them basically in a sitting. And if you well, have, you can, man, I you could too. I'd like to think so, but tell you what, every time I think I can, I'll, I'll open it and be like, nope, distracted five minutes in. So yeah, this is, and they're free on Kindle and unlimited. There you go. So shout out Kindle unlimited. Just kidding. You're not sponsored. Yep. Pay us money. And you know, I save, sorry, probably not. You're, you're going to have to edit this part because I don't remember where I put the picture. And Christian, I got to let you know, I usually know where to edit parts. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Now that I've directed the editor. Okay, so this is book two, Ancient Beacon, that we're going to be talking about. I'm going to read a little note from the author just to kind of get you into the right frame of mind. Just primed up. Yeah. Let's get primed up, folks. Tune in. Listen up. Note from the author, The Secret Truth. Well, that's dubious already. I yeah. like it. This story was published for your entertainment. None of the details contained herein should be considered historically accurate or about real people or events that actually took place. Unless you believe any resemblance to actual persons living or dead events or locales is entirely coincidental. The author has disguised and altered numerous facts to protect his identity and the safety of his family. Nerd. Yeah. This book is dedicated to all the brave men and women the author had the fortune of serving with in the United States Air Force. So it's kind of like, is this true? Is it not true? Some of it's true, but we change the names and places mm. to... 
protect. just covering your own ass pretty yeah. much yeah mm, because i guess the uh harold anderson is about 80 at this point and he's not worried about himself but he's worried about what'll happen to his family if the truth comes out about what he did with the you know the palmdale group the palmdale group i don't know how they i think that name just came out of the blue but you know there's a palmdale right down the street from us right now is there yeah it's a street off of uh bogart no yeah. off of seward meridian i think isn't that weird it is yeah that china and i kind of looked at it like when we were first moving out here like oh maybe we're supposed to be out here yeah yeah. There's a couple of them that are like, actually, like further down that road, there's a street called Tamarack, which is a street that I lived like that was the first house I had in California City that I had with my friends. Which we lived on Tamarack. I was like, damn, that's weird that actually both of those are on the same off of the same street. <laughs> so maybe I, we are supposed to live out here. Yeah, I've seen a couple other names that remind me of that area out here. All right. So the sec, this is the second book, as I said. Hmm. The first dealt with the crash of a U-2 spy plane in the mountains around Area 51. What made this crash perplexing was that the U-2 seemed to have been shot down and the pilot seemed to disappear and was never found. It's like he'd been taken from the cockpit before the jet hit the ground. Did he eject from the cockpit or he was taken from the cockpit? He just was gone. Hmm. It looks like he did not eject. If I remember right, the canopy was still on the plane. So the second book takes place not long after that incident. Feel free to jump in. I'll kind of just read through the stuff I wrote down about it. I will feel free to jump in. Okay. I usually do. Harold did not quite got past the missing pilot at Area 51 before he was sent on a secret mission to New Mexico. He was put on a helicopter not knowing where he was headed. Later, he was able to access the files to confirm that he was near the Carlsbad Caverns. But you've heard of those, right? I've not. I imagine that's in california no carlsbad oh nevada no new mexico man we just said new carlsbad, mexico new mexico yeah isn't there a carlsbad yeah in california and nevada right or is it just i don't know something california. like that maybe maybe we both got it wrong but they, there's man they really gotta start getting unique with these names they just keep repeating shit yeah especially i mean carl carl must have been really bad yeah to get a bunch of places named after him he like slept with the dude's wife that was going around picking town names yeah he's like oh what's this one? Oh, this one's carl's bad how about that They're like didn't we use that for the last eight yeah we did greg and we're going to continue using it you want greg's bad next yeah yeah nobody wants to be carl at carl's bad yeah okay so new mexico oh, new, new mexico but no i have not heard of the carlsbad cavern. it's it's like a place where you can go and you can actually go underneath the caverns oh that sounds like something i would not want to do I mean, as a tour group, so, so you're not if you die, die, there's a bunch of you that's going to die. So it'll you'll be national news. Oh, cool. Yeah, nothing like showing up to the the pearly gates with a like a busload of people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but this place relatively safe. Not the one in the story, but they're in that area of supposedly. Gotcha. On the flight, his his general told him that upon arrival, they would be getting a quick lesson from either cavern diving instructors or the Navy's top scuba divers. So you're flying down. On a helicopter from Area 51 yeah. to Carlsbad, New Mexico. And they're going to be like, we're going to teach you to scuba dive with our experts. And you're like, but there's no place to scuba dive. Like, well, just sit there and wait. I'll show yeah. you. You're going to be going into caves. It's quicksand. Get in there. Yeah. So, and this is also probably like the 1950s or 1960s mm. taking place. So the two on the, fl okay, so I can skip that part. No, I won't. The two on the flight were... About to learn how to dive, but instead of training in a pool, they'd be doing their dives in a dangerous underwater cavern. That seems like a stellar plan. You didn't have to read that, but. Oh. <laughs> Just, I don't know why I popped that in there, but 
It's okay it does to put seem, your thoughts along with things. Yeah, it does seem like a stellar plan. Something I wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. No, we looked at the moon cave recently, and that is also something we wouldn't do. Yeah. The reports they read on the flight spoke of underwater cavern diver divers studying the ecosystems. This is a normal thing, and since these caverns are found all over the world, they have found uh, dinosaur bones, remnants of past civilizations, and even info on climate change throughout millions of years. They found info on climate change? Yeah, they're able to read what's like soil deposits, the oxygen, you oh, know, different okay. scientific things to be able to determine how the climate was thousands yeah. and maybe millions of years ago. Okay, yeah, I thought you meant like they went in there and there's like a dossier written yeah. up and it's like info on climate this change. This is how you fix everything. Like, wait a second, is this Al Gore's cavern? What are we doing No, no, there? no, no. So while diving, these initial divers had come upon a bioluminescent underwater fungus or algae. As you do when yeah. you're diving. Yeah. yeah. The next day, science, scientists eager to study this find went, went into the cavern with the divers. They found that the greenish glow came from an object that might be extraterrestrial. Palmdale was there to conduct a story to explain why the scientists died later that night. So is Palmdale a person? No, it's like a, a group. It's a Palmdale group. It's mm. And just a little bit of a background. A Palmdale group was used to help cover up things. Mm. They were... And, and and I think it mentions it here later in the story, they are the in initial men in black. And they would go to it, find out something that's going on, study it, and then they would come up with the cover story. Yeah. So that the rest of us citizens didn't know what was going on. And it, like, there's no tie back to that area in California at all for the, the like origins of the group? No. Nope. Because there's like a lot, I mean, you know, we talk about uh, Lockheed and, and Northrop and like the, t my dad worked on at the Tahone base a couple times. And, yeah. Or for the majority of his career, I guess. Um, yeah, my dad worked at like a, some the secret, some of the secret stuff yeah. too. So it makes work. sense that like some other stuff was going on around there, you know? I could see, you know, since they're working out of Area 51, Palmdale was well represented in yeah. where the, the city of Palmdale and what its military aircraft industry was well represented. Yeah. Well represented at They're area. Represented pretty well. Pretty yeah. well yeah. yeah, twice I did that. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it's a name that popped up easily in the files. Maybe initially it was related to something. It is a weird coincidence. In the cavern, the scientists have taken off their gloves and touched the object, which seems old, very old smart. Move. Yeah. It, but it does sound more like a 1950s scientist than a. Nah, see, let's. Yeah. yeah. Smoking their cigarette. What does it feel like? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Classic. They said they felt a slight electric shock. Then they started losing it. The other losing divers, the electric shock or their minds? Their minds. Okay. The other divers had to pull the, the babbling scientists out who were pointing at, at things no one else could see. Nice. And the extraction was extremely dangerous because they're basically cavern diving. And you know how tight those spots get when people are going underground. It's like, hell no for me. Mm. So. And we just discussed that I don't have that great of a silhouette at the moment so can't imagine i'd be fitting in most of these places yeah. come on yeah and i think that's the case yeah there's just no way yeah no way so and then they touched an alien object why yeah i don't understand man were there no you know alien movies back in the 1950s for them to reference i think that they they just this explains why we have all these safety oversight things at work now yeah it does because people touching alien objects without gloves classic above ground the air force and army would be working to determine the atmospheric and soil composition on the mountains above the caverns and no photos of the object had been taken at this point 
we'll touch it, but we won't take pictures of it. Right. Yeah, it checks out. That's good government logic. <laughs> Before going into the cavern. Well, I, I at first it wasn't government. Government's coming in now that the scientists died. Those are just normal scientists that go around with cave divers and explore things. And they mm. just happened to find some weird glowing thing that had glowing fungus or algae deep within the earth where there's no light. And the poor scientist probably like, oh, look at this discovery we've made. And yeah, we're going to be famous. It. Yeah, Ooh, then, it tingles my hands. Yeah, it tingles. And then also look at everything flying around the room that yeah. no one else can see. Yeah. Quick, Rob, stick your tongue to it. R.I.P. Rob. Yeah. Before going into the cavern, Harold learned that the Navy divers would have equipment to take at least five photos. It's funny. You this know, is the 50s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, whatever you do get five photos yeah yeah we're at a time in our lives where you can't get through dinner without taking eight photos yeah good grief i can't take a single picture of china and her friends without sitting there for 30 minutes taking a thousand yeah one of them's bound to be right this was a different time the military personnel in the area were instructed to act relaxed so the tourists or residents saw them working you know for the in the caverns they would think it was just normal exercises during the training inside what was probably a military tent the ground started to shake. Objection, hearsay. Objection overruled. The okay. ground did shake. No, you said probably a military tent. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sustained. Thank you. The Palmdale men thought it was an earthquake, but the mili military told them it was the artifact. It seemed to have woken up after the touch. So this, we're on like some real Indiana Jones type shit, right? Yeah. Like this is like we're watching Halo right now, the series. There's a lot of touching of artifacts that seem to make the ground shake as well so maybe it's just a thing you yeah know? you touch artifacts things happen they were wondering was it trying to transmit something to the heavens like why would that be the first thing you go to right like that's the first thing i thought of like is it trying to the ground is, is it talking to the heavens what made me think about like okay they're already thinking it's you know sending signals to to the skies yeah it's like ufos right like yeah what to, do like, they know about with... this already like these men from the palmdale group were showing up yeah and getting some information in their training. So these people, and you know, so they're behind on, on all the information. Yeah. They just read about, on the trip, they just read about the scientists dying. So, you know, the government at that time is gonna just be like, well, maybe it's the Russians. And then the next thing is like, can't be the Russians. It's been here for a while. Maybe it's the super Russians. Yeah. Yeah, it's, we've gotta get some new scapegoats, I think. Yeah, and, and at this point, well, it's obviously aliens. That should be scapegoat number one. It was back then. Well, maybe number two. Number, number two one was, was the Soviet Union. Yeah. Classic. So, the feeling at the time was this could have been in the cavern within the mountain for thousands, if not millions of years. So the men got together, got ready, got trained. You know, I'm, I skipped a lot of the details on their training because hmm. that's kind of boring. But let's just say these guys who, who hadn't scuba dived are getting ready to scuba dive in a cavern i just want to point that out because that's still freaky yeah well this is the podcast for it then yeah oh. i didn't even mean that they had two flashlights one for the first descent in the cavern into cavern one then they would need to use an underwater flashlight to go through three underwater caverns as the object was in the fourth cavern and the minute of palmdale ended up being paired with a navy diver so this is like pre-SEALs, but they still had badass Navy divers. Like Ashton Kutcher's down there guiding them. Yeah. Did he play a Navy? He field? sure did, yeah. He played a Navy diver. That, I must not have caught that movie, because I just can't see who would cast I, him as that. I forget what the movie is called now, but it was 
when I was still living in California. So was it called Guardian? The Guardian or something? One of his old ones, I guess, huh? Yeah, he was, well, maybe he might have still been doing that '70s show at the time, but he was he was jacked. So I don't know. I just it's just hard for me. Like when Robert Pattinson got announced for Batman, yeah, and I was like I couldn't get it. But then I saw the Batman, and you're like I really can't get it. No, I liked him in that. He was re <laughs> really good. So the men were told the cavern divers pledge. Mm, yes, something we are all familiar with. Yeah, you're about to that they were not allowed to abandon their partner. Because you know Dolly, yeah, you she know, was down national there with treasure. Them. You yeah. can't abandon her. Don't, don't abandon Dolly. Yeah, that they were not allowed to abandon their partner, even for self rescue, until the very end. So that's really just the anything pledge. They just slapped it on, you know, cavern diving. I think what they did is they realized the first couple of times people were doing this kind of diving, someone just would abandoned. panic and just leave their partner. <laughs> And then their partner would die because they panicked. Yeah. Now they're like, no, man, this is a military type of thinking. You yeah. don't leave. But And when you watch like modern people Family. that do this, they're oh. the same way now. People die because they won't leave mm. somebody else that's dying quick enough. Yeah. And if you make something a pledge, then people have to stick to it. They, they can't just decide to go away. It seems to work through the years. Yeah. I mean, Boy Scouts even have a pledge. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Schools have a pledge of allegiance. That's some cult shit right there. I mean, it's a great country we live in, but that is kind of... <laughs> it's a little much. And I think yeah. that, I, I think though early on it wasn't. It was needed early on because yeah. that's the way the world was. Everything was a pledge. Probably because the Russians. Now, this was before Russians. Then it was the yeah. British. Oh, the British? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Or whoever. That's I don't a throwback know, right? for, for sure. We haven't been mad at the British for quite some time. Aren't we? Some of us are. Are you having a laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, if I could only do a British accent. Yeah, no, China gets mad at me for that. Like, I, if I whip out any kind of accent, she will just be like, and I'm dropping my shoulders and leaning my head back in disapproval for anyone listening. <laughs> she doesn't have the sense of humor her father got. No, but, oh, she, uh, real side note, uh, she, I did get her, I think yesterday we were coming back from picking up dinner or something like that, and I was narrating, like, her, you know, because she's very pregnant, and she's like, you know, it's a little slow moving. And I was like narrating it like as a National Geographic. And that that made her laugh, which I thought for sure she was just going to like turn around and slap me in the face, like punch me in the head or something like that. But you made her, you you pulled a David Attenborough on her? Something similar to that. That's yeah. awesome. It was very, very hilarious stuff. But I don't know how I could do it once and she'll laugh. But if I continue that trend, she's probably going to be like, that's okay. We get it. I love David Attenborough. Oh, yes. Okay. So we'll skip some of the details here, but just imagine them as they dove through absolutely dark water coming to three restrictions one being tiny they were sque squeezing through an opening that was 20 feet long and they barely fit in with scuba tanks on their back hmm. harold the author again says imagine crawling under six dining room chairs placed back to back also sh shifting each of the chairs left or right two to four inches with a backpack filled with books on your back. Okay. Which sounds pretty... Claustrophobia setting in. Yeah, I mean, we all used to do it as kids, but none of us do it as, <laughs> you know, as we get older. Because you don't fit. I really like, I can't imagine that. how badass you must be to... I'm just going into this place no one's ever been. I might get lost and die. Yeah. I might not. My breathing is getting shorter just talking about yeah. this. Like, it's or shallower, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Restricted. When they got to the fourth cabin, it seemed to be 
cavern. Cavern, it seemed to be the largest. Um, the artifacts seemed to sense their presence as the waters started to undulate and pulse. <laughs> yeah, I'll be tripping. No thanks. Some of the questions that came to Harry's mind: How long has it been here? What is it doing? And what am I doing here? Yeah, exactly. How is it powered? Who created it? Why did it attack or defend itself from the scientists? I'd be just like, oh my God, how am I going to get out of here? I know. Yeah. The entire time going in there, I'd be thinking, I really hope that we make it back out. Yeah. I wouldn't be like curious or excited. I'd be like, well, this seems like an absolute death wish. Yeah. And I think we've all been there, at least boys, hmm. when they're kids, they cl like climb up a tree and then all real, all of a sudden realize that was easy. Now, how do I get down? Or, you, hmm. you know, you climb up on something usually, and then you can't figure out how to get down with almost, out almost dying. Yeah. And sometimes you end up jumping and falling or whatever, because it's ridiculous. Yeah, it do be like that. Yeah. Looking up at the object in the cavern, it, it was in no way a natural thing. Light came from a, a trapezoid, light came from trapezoid shaped portholes and it had a smooth, flat metal surface. Pretty weird to imagine going into a cave and it's seemingly, it's, but nobody's been in Yeah, to find something like that. It's hard to imagine. Could be fiction, but it, if it's true. I don't know, man. There's a lot of uh, places for things to hide. Yeah. Especially in a place like this. Yeah. Very secluded areas. Like eh, there's the world like uh, yeah, to pull a Dr. Seuss, other places you'll see or go yeah. or whatever it was. One of the things that were mentioned in the books about like in more detail about what they find in some of these caverns is like um, extinct animal bones, you know, or remnants of a society that nobody knew because these people stayed in these caves and, yeah, you know, they, you know, outside of that, you're not going to find the remains because they deteriorate. But for whatever reason inside the cave, it's, you know, they don't have as much air coming in and preserved a little more. Yeah. So once they got in, the Navy divers, divers immediately started setting up the camera equipment. So when the strobes went off for the cameras, the artifact noticed a loud buzzer or fog horn sound went off. Yeah. That'd be really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's on to us. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I mean, I, he describes it as a buzzer or fog horn, but who knows? I mean. Any sound going off underneath a cave or in a cavern like that. You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just normal. The light from the object intensified to the point of needing to cover their eyes. And the sound was loud enough to, to cover their ears as well. Uh, the vibrations were even disorienting. So, you know, so he said he could and everybody could kind of feel that they were like kind of thrown off as the vibrations were going through them. Hmm. After this. After the sound and light went back to normal, the Navy divers signaled everyone to be still so another photo could be taken. That's another interesting thing is when they were, they couldn't move in the water while they were taking a photo because this equipment probably didn't take great pictures. Flash bulbs. Yeah. yeah. They would, throw, you know, make images on the film. So, well, it's very hard to not move in water. There were places once they got in the cavern, they could balance. Oh, like hold up yeah. against something. To yeah. And they yeah. were, they were standing on the, the, you know, there was like a floor there too. How do you waterproof this equipment in the fifties? They probably had it in some kind of tube or something. They were doing some crazy stuff in the fifties. Yeah. And we don't really know about it, but they were way more advanced than sometimes we give them credit for. Mm -hmm. I mean, they designed the SR 71 
at the end of the 50s. And that's just, you know, not that long after they just, oh, we, we now we know how to make a jet. And then right. they make like a jet that lasted. That's still technically a, a marvel. Like, yeah. I mean, there's, I saw a video posted on Reddit with an SR-71 back then. No, maybe it was a B-2. I can't remember what, what the it was. The SR-71 is the skinny black one. Yeah. It's all fancy. I think it was looking. the B-2 because it, it looked like a puzzle piece. <laughs> it looked like a corner piece for a puzzle. Yeah. Either way, impressive. Very. So when they took the next photo and got the same reaction, and then the third photo caused the machine to emit a bright glowing ring that traveled through the air, through the divers, down into the water to the bottom of the cavern. It's like they couldn't normally see in the water, but when this light came out in that ring, it went, they could see it go all the way and dispersed on the bottom of the cavern underwater. Damn. The fourth and fifth flashes were in quick succession. So they seemingly angering the artifact. They're like, the Navy divers like, screw this crap, take them together quick. Yeah. The cavern began to shake and rocks began to fall from the ceiling. Mm. It was time to go. It feels like time to go. Yeah, they got their five photos, and they were done. It's, <laughs> it's all the same photo. Yeah. Like, this is five of the exact same thing. You didn't get different angles. Yeah. Like, nah, man, you weren't there. It wasn't like that. No, no. Couldn't, you know. It was a battle, man. We almost died. We almost died down there. The Navy divers quickly took apart the photo equipment, and guidelines had been set up in the water as they went to help them find their way out. As they were preparing to exit, another vibrating pulse was felt and the flashlights all went dead. No. <laughs> Only the greenish glow of the fungus could be seen. So the first three divers made it through the first restriction. One was Harold. They waited for the others to come through and they heard a crash and saw the restriction collapse. RIP. Yeah. Luckily, a smaller one opened above the collapse, but the guideline was gone. So not luckily at all because they still died? No, they made it through the... Oh, the second one? When the When the... When the others had made it through that small restriction, the new mm. restriction, the first diver took out his mouth mouthpiece to yell, we go first to get the cameras out. So the photos were a little bit more important than everybody else. Well, yeah. So for science. Yeah, for science. Actually, in this case, for the government. For the government. Yes. It works both ways. Yeah. I've heard it both ways. Of course, there were problems getting out. You know, there's a long part in the book. Definitely read the book if you have some time. And this is interesting. Because I'll go into more detail about how how they get out, and it's and it's kind of harrowing, mm. you know, like any kind of movie you would see in this situation. There's problems getting out. Yeah. Um. One of the navy divers who had mud in his mask had ended up losing his guideline. So, and then Harold had to like kind of redirect him by grabbing his foot. Yeah. To redirect him back to it. Nice. They got back to the camp after they, you know, they got through all the restrictions. They got back to the tent and were eating sandwiches a long way. So they had sandwiches <laughs> waiting for them, which, though, yeah. you know, we laugh at. But I know from working where I work, a lot of times you will have food work waiting for you when you're doing strenuous, strenuous activity, yeah. even though, you know, you might not think it's the stress it takes. You need food to like right away sometimes. Yeah. And on top of that, who wants to bet that those were the best sandwiches they've ever eaten, too? Yeah. Probably. You know, they were probably bitten in that bag. Oh, my God. Is this? American cheese and bologna. Yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah. Who knew? And this peanut butter is so nutty. Weird. Weird that that would be with the American cheese and bologna. Peanut butter, American cheese and bologna. No, give it a try. They have choices. Special. They, they have choices. You either get bologna and cheese. Or peanut butter, bologna and cheese. And maybe they didn't even have bologna <laughs> back then. Ham and cheese. Ham and peanut butter and jelly. Bologna and jelly. We probably wouldn't recognize in, what any of them were by taste now because they probably tasted completely different mm. back then. But my stomach just growled. 
Yeah, I was wondering if that was that. <laughs> Wasn't sure if it was me or not. They were met by the Palmdale ground team, all in black suits. They would eventually be called the Men in Black by those dun, dun, dun. that met them. And Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones would make it famous. The film was handed over to the Palmdale team, which actually surprised the Palmdale guys when the Navy SEALs handed over the, the Navy divers handed over the the can't the film but they're like no that you guys will be you guys will be able to handle this or deal with this better way to go way to just give it up yeah and the and the navy divers joked that the gag orders would be forthcoming for all involved and indeed they came and the entire thing was covered up until harold came along with mr tom lyons years later and changed it so maybe we're not even in new mexico maybe he went to one of the other caverns in the u.s maybe went to carlsbad california yeah if they have caverns but i mean they're all over the world. Maybe he wasn't even in this country. Yeah. I could see him be like, oh, the, there's caverns in Mexico. Let's send our military down there. You know, we'll rinse and repeat for every other country in the world as right. well. Yeah. You know, especially back then. Especially back then. All right. So when the stories started appearing based on the presence of mili- on the military presence and then the, in, in, in the area that Team Palmdale did their thing, they, f- they started frequenting local bars. To give out stories to throw the locals off. Done this previously in and around Las Vegas to cover up the missing pilot. Because I guess when this pilot had gotten shot down, people saw saw it from a distance, you know, mm-hmm. around Las Vegas or around the area. And so that these guys would just go out and pretend like there were workers from the area and they would tell some different story that seemed feasible. It's kind of what was going around in Alaska when that weird ass looking chemtrail was spotted, right? They almost looked like like crashing like a aircraft or something crashed down to yeah it. like something strange yeah and everyone's like no it's a flight path but yeah it's I, fly, I fly a lot twice a month i fly in that area and i've never seen anything look like that right did you see it no because i was already at work when that oh happened. yeah that was like a couple of days after i got it got to work it's pretty pretty creepy man because i look i mean i'm always staring i always get a window seat so i'm always staring out the window looking for something smart man and you know most of the time it's just the like these crazy ass ice covered mountains that are always ice covered mm. and then like this crazy blue color river going through it i'll take some pictures we'll throw them up on social media this summer because right go. now it's just icy but in the summer it's kind of cool because you can see the the different color water and how long some of these rivers are and that's pretty cool yeah yeah coming from the actual town of palmdale and having a father who worked in secret parts of the aircraft industry industry this kind of seems legit like everybody when my dad was when i was a kid you know the bar after work was the thing that these guys did yeah so and that's where some of the stories would start to come out you know where people might get drunk and mention something they were doing at work well i guess there were always people my dad always made it sound like there were people paying attention in those places i bet yeah so and you know that's just the way secrecy works he was always very careful about what he said or did or yet he told me i couldn't even be like a problem because it could mess with his security clearance nice so Later, Harold was able to to find info that said the Navy made several more dives and took many more pictures. They determined that the device was most likely a beacon sending signals signals into space. On the last dive, explosives were brought in and the cavern cistern was destroyed. Grounded in New Mexico stopped shaking and the beacon stopped transmitting. But that was not the end of the story. But based on the script that we're looking at, it appears that it is. It is for now. There's there's another story to one of the other books that I was I was going to combine the two, but this one seemed to take up an, enough time for a summer summer break episode. Yeah. So I and I like as I texted you, I think the second part will just 
do as a video later in the summer. Yeah. And if not, we could even do it as like another episode later in the yeah. summer too. Like or, it just depends on the, the scheduling and stuff. Yeah. It could be something that we, that we do both a video and an, ep an episode on yeah. because it is interesting. It's, it's slightly connected, but again, these books are fun to read. They're quick. They might be fiction, but there's certain things in each one that I've read so far <laughs> that you kind yeah. of have heard about We're before. Like, Wait a second. Yeah. You, you know, like the, the pilot being shot down at area 51 i mean there's yeah there were stories about some of the crashes that have been kept secret so who knows where did he disappear to or in this case if we found something in the ground underneath the mountain that's probably how we we would react blow it up we'd get all we could from it and if we're like okay it might be calling something uh we need to blow it up yeah and you'd feel that ground shake too i imagine yeah it's kind of weird like what that makes me think uh there's been a few times out here where there's been like very quick earthquakes like there was one just a few weeks ago i think i was in the bathroom um like brush my teeth before work i was gonna say are you sure you're not <laughs> no, causing oh an earthquake yeah now what did i have last night no um i was brushing my teeth before work and there was just the very like the quickest it was like someone grabbed the earth and just went just one shake and then it was over and like to the point where like even China woke up and cause I was questioning if it was me or the demons. I was yeah. like, wait, what did I cause that? Did I step on something and shake the house? And like China, China called for me and I opened the door and she was like, did you feel that? I was like, oh, thank God. It was like someone else felt super. It literally felt just like the, like not even an aftershock. It felt like there was just like a little, like one shake and it was over, but it was a very hard, very fast shake. That I was, could see being like an explosion of some kind or I don't know, man. The under the underground cavern here in in, in Alaska, yeah. yeah, the old Wasilla caverns. I wonder if there's any. There's a mine. We got Hatcher Pass up there. Well, I mean, you hear stories about all the different caverns throughout the United States and how they're related to disappearances. Man, I'd love to find some caves. I don't know, man. Like not not like do any like really deep dives into these caves, but just kind of like walk in ten feet and back. Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't mind air. it if, if you could, like had a remote control car to go in farther. That's what you need. Yeah, let's do that. Let's find a cave and then get like a little RC car that we can just yeah. pop down if the camera if, on it. If a bear grabs it, we're like, well, we're out a few hundred bucks, yeah. but we got some good footage. Yeah, get the GoPro tape to it. Yeah. That's all we need. Like, we don't have to be the heroes. We will not be the heroes. Yeah, we're not those guys. You know, we're not the slow motion walk away from explosion type of guys. We are the, well, we're the sit in a, a room at 5 a.m. in the morning and talk about people that walk away from explosions type guys. Yes, so, exactly. If you're wondering or, where we stand on that. Yeah. Yeah. And in this case, the explosion could be a beacon that killed scientists. Yeah. So there you have it. I still can't imagine doing that. Yeah. It's pretty crazy stuff, man. Like I like, like I like snorkeling and eventually I want to scuba dive, but. The curiosity part of me would be like, oh, what an adventure. But the like realistic part of me would be like, are you fucking out of your mind, dude? Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, the minute something got weird, I, I would probably panic and that would be it. So why even bother? Get me a science team and a bunch of lights and I don't have to do anything more than crouch a little bit. I might go. But... Yeah, crouch a little bit is. Yeah. Like, well, you're like, well, how do I see this very like hidden key to the, the existence of hum humanity? And they're like, well, Christian, all you gotta do is walk eight feet into this cave, crouch down a little bit, and you'll see it. Somehow no one else has discovered this yeah, exactly. in all of human history. But here we are, eight feet in the cave, crouching down slightly. And here it is. So you feel the story? I like the story. I, I, there, I have no bearing on whether it's accurate or true, but 
I don't know. Like I've had mixed feelings about like Tom Lyons in general, just because it, it's it's one of those things where it seems like something you could just make up all of these, yeah, and pitch it on the idea of the oh people told me these stories, um, which I feel like a lot of people do, yeah. So it's it's hard to really like you know throw your toss your hat in the ring and bag. All right, this is fact. That's but, I think maybe one of the reasons we're like I think we were like let's do a summer break episode because we're yeah. not a hundred percent sure, but it's fascinating. Oh yeah. And I've got to think about I've got a similar summer break episode coming up. We're going to be touching on alleged things that astronauts have seen while they're in space. Oh, and some of these stories like and which I talk about in the episode itself is you're like, I can't find any origin point. for this. like I, I see it on a few different websites. Yeah. But it's like a couple of like India times or something like that. And you're like, OK, so they're just clickbaiting with like right. American astronauts pretty much. Yeah. Like, oh, they said they saw this. And, and so it's like pitch is the same. Like some of them are very factual, but some of them you're like, there's no basis to like kind of stand on for yeah. this. But some of the cool stuff I see has like from Pravda.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, right. like, oh which... yes, a much revered website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, either way, it's good. It's fun stories. And, you know, well, well let us know what you guys think. You heard the story. What do you, does this sound or, or line up with anything you've heard in the past? Or does this sound like something the government could do? Surely. I think everyone listening to this episode is going to be like, that seems like something the government could do. Yeah, that bar thing where they would go into bars and just mislead people yeah. with stories. That's and on par. I'm like, that would be so easy to do. Oh, yeah. And that would be the perfect place to do it, especially back then. I don't know how they now they have to go through a lot more trouble and like use the algorithm on your Facebook to th- throw misinformation at you. But back then, you know, everybody would go. All the men would go to the bar after work. You know, they start talking and, you know, get a couple drinks in them. You, whatever you feed them seems like the truth. Yeah, especially if it's jalapeno poppers. Yeah, because jalapeno poppers are the truth. Do I call them jalapeno poppers? <laughs> I can't talk. Oh God! I like them, uh, but they're kind of gooey and not hot enough. You know what's wrong with jalapeno poppers? Mm. Uh, that you can't bite into a single one without <laughs> just shooting a hundred percent, like three hundred degree cream cheese all across your face. <laughs> it yeah, fucking sucks, dude. It's either going in your eyes or it's going on your clothes. Pick one, but it's not going in your mouth. You know, my favorite jalapeno thing is when I'm at work. They make this jalapeno ranch. It is so good. It makes my eyes and nose water sometimes while I'm eating. But that cleans it out, man. That's, yeah, that but, gets, it clears out. Yeah. Man, it was it was so good. I was talking to one of the, the guys in the kitchen work that did make it. And he's like, went down this list of what he used. He's like, I don't measure anything, which is normal. Yeah. So you'll just have to figure out how to do it on a smaller scale. Tell him to bottle it up and let me brand it so we can start selling that locally and we can get a cut of that. He might be into that. Tell him, dude, I'm 100% serious. I want to take people's ideas brand them make them look professional as hell and start selling products and start like doing weird collaborations with people i'll, I'll ask him because i love this stuff Dude. and it's pretty popular there look alaska eats up local shit too so yeah. and i can make it look dope as hell so now that we got that definitely not podcast related material we're gonna hide this so no one steals our idea and well gets, i mean uh, if, we, if we make this come true just reach out to us we'll get you a bottle yeah it's a good good that's the type of topics we broach on uh, summer break i've said broach twice now in this episode i've never said that yeah in descriptive terms before so hopefully i'm using it right but that's what we do on this on summer breaks we talk about jalapeno ranch and jalapeno poppers um yeah so uh i think that's it then this is almost we're almost pushing an hour and by the time i crop it down it'll be roughly 40 ish a uh, hard 40 i say so that's a good yeah. episode good summer break uh i like the story we should touch more on some of these i enjoy them and i'm sure our listeners enjoy us let us know what you think and again if you have any thoughts or ideas or whatever on the episode itself comment on the socials we 
just told you earlier how much we love hearing from you guys and uh yeah we look forward to it we'll see you right back here next week on tfd summer break in the meantime christian and i are about to go fire up the the grill for some brats i don't like brats man i'll take a burger well then i'm gonna go fire up the grill for some brats and christian's gonna just smell them and be like hmm tasty i should have had one swine goodbye bro <laughs> did you just say swine
collect them. And we're going to get to the point where we start doing listener stories, but we're not there just yet. So we've been sharing them different ways, but we want to hear from you guys. We love you guys. We hear from about right now, about 1% of our listener base. And it's amazing. It is. I was, when I kind of started taking over Facebook, I was like, oh, Facebook, you know, it has such, but it's been fun. I, I really enjoy the comments and the talking yeah and stuff with the people uh, with our listeners on on facebook and yeah we, makes, i look forward to it now and i it's been a long time since i look forward to, to being on at facebook, facebook. yeah yeah nobody likes that yeah so if you're enjoying the show like reach out come let us know what you're doing for the summer comment your favorite episode whatever you want um we just like hearing from you guys so and more importantly if there's certain topics you want us to, to broach this is how you do it get in touch you know we're not scary monster men we're just regular guys sitting in a makeshift garage telling spooky stories. Talking about giants. Talking about giants a few weeks ago, yeah.